as long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. Morning news on 710 KURV. Top newsmakers. Here's Sergio Sanchez. So in KURV news this week, there was a report of a rise in teenage drug violence. Harlingen area in the region. So, in response, our police chief, Michael Kester, and the police department, they created this new drug intervention unit. Try to get a step ahead of the the problem, especially with the younger folks that are involved in, in some of this. Joining us to explain the effort by Harlingen PD, Deputy Chief Alfredo Alvear and Commander Jose Luis Garcia. Al, I'll give you the floor first. To tell me a little bit maybe at what spurred this action by the chief in your department to create this intervention unit. Uh, this was... Uh a program that was uh, initiated by our mayor, Norma Sepulveda, and uh, uh, created by Chief Kester. Uh, it's, this uh, unit is going to be called the Youth Safety and Drug Intervention Unit and was put together to address the uh, issue with uh, uh, drugs, specifically THC vials and uh, their sale to youth in our uh, community. That's the vaping stuff, right? Chief? Yes, sir. It's yeah. the, the uh, THC, uh, or uh, sometimes it's uh, nicotine or THC or cannabis oils. Ten four. Jose Luis Garcia, commander, joining us as well, along with Deputy Chief Alfredo Alvear. We're speaking with Harlington PD and their new youth intervention program. Commander Garcia, Tim Sullivan here. Let let me go to you with this question. Um, we have seen this rise in teen violence um, in the lower valley. Uh, that's what's at least been making the news. Um, how did the violence get to the point where kids are getting shot? Uh, I mean, what what is it all that these kids are involved in with this vaping um, this vaping stuff? Well, good morning, Tim. Um, well, mainly what it is is the the easy accessibility of especially like the the THC carts they call the cartridges they call them carts as opposed to like cocaine and marijuana. Um, because these drugs are so accessible from other states where it's legal, uh, what they're doing is they're mailing them in, or they order them online, and they they ship them to their house. So these kids are getting money together and ordering the drugs and having them shipped, and then they sell them uh, for for a profit and. Uh, I mean, basically, with these these kids are if they're involved in burglaries and stealing guns, most of the guns that are used are, are stolen uh, from burglaries or or from vehicles or from houses. And uh, it, we have seen an, an uptick in the in the violent crime uh, from these young offenders, and it's mainly just to 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 steal steal the drugs from each other. Are these established gangs or, or new gangs that are forming because of this um, vaping craze? 
we actually haven't haven't had a trend of gangs. They're just random random kids that are that are that are doing it. Um, and it's usually from the junior high to to high school. And it could be students that are enrolled or students that are dropped out. It, it, there's really no 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 rhyme or reason. They just they just uh, uh, find it easy to do it, and they're using a lot of uh, social media apps to coordinate these uh, these sales. And they're actually just drug rips. I mean, they're they're coordinated to meet somewhere, and then the people show up to sell it, and then they they uh, they show up with guns, and if they don't hand over Jeez. the drugs, they they they, they shoot at them. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's what we've seen. That was the the result in Santa Rosa, right? Sixteen year old kid getting killed. Yeah, that's what we believe it was. Uh, was that? And that's uh, not your jurisdiction, um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's not. But we were we were involved with that too because we 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 have it's it's the same. The, the same, you know, uh, MO of, of what we've got. And it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not strictly uh, stuck in, in one particular jurisdiction or county. I mean, it, it's, it's all over, it's all over the valley. Did you say these kids are getting the drugs via the mail? Or the yeah, they can materials? Order, yeah, the cartridges, the THC carts, they're ordering them from, you know, you can order them from uh, Colorado and California. They're legal. And, and one of the problems we have is, since it's legal in those states, there's nobody doing interdiction at the at the shipping centers to, you know, since it's legal. Like here, if, if somebody ships drugs north, you know, they're intercepted most of the time here by, by police because it's illegal to possess and illegal to ship. But they'll ship them from there, and there's nobody monitoring the inbound packages here, like, you know, as 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 a... As a as intense as the northbound. So they're doing a UPS or US mail or FedEx. We've actually done raids where we hit we hit houses and we find the boxes with the labels still on them where they were shipped, the plain brown boxes. Wow. Amazing to see how crazy, how big this problem has become. Again, we're speaking with Harlingen PD or Deputy Chief Alfredo Alvear. You just heard the voice of Commander Jose Luis Garcia. It's a new craze, uh, vaping, THC, marijuana liquid. It's coming into the area via mail because it's legal in, in other states and it's being sold and peddled at school to kids. Some kids are doing this first time and sometimes when they meet each other to try to sell or exchange some of these drugs, they get uh, wrapped up in, in violence and sometimes we understand some cases in the area that we've seen gun violence where they're robbed at gunpoint of some of these cartridges because it's a market. It's a new market that's being taken advantage by by some kids in high school and, and you know, my... <laughs> eyebrow went up and you said uh, junior high like how young are some of these kids that are involved in this new illicit trade uh, we've had you know up, upwards of 13 and 14 year olds that are that are involved uh as 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 suspects and victims you know so it's 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 very prevalent in the schools okay. uh, more so than like i said other, other drugs you're trying to stay a step ahead of it and maybe Jose, you could explain to us how the process works in this intervention program Harlingen PD has. Sure. Okay. Well, for instance, what, what the, the, the primary focus that the mayor had, her vision was um, if parents happen to find drugs on their in their children's room or in their backpacks or, you know, on them, um, we were basically giving them amnesty. Have the parents bring the child and the drugs in. We're not going to prosecute. We're going to seize the drugs. We're going to talk to the parents. We're going to talk to the children. We're going to document it, of course. We've also got a um, an arrangement with uh, Suclinica for counseling. You know, to send the kids to counseling for the for the drugs. 
Um, but of course, if they continue to do it, then there of course will be prosecution. So that's on that in the voluntary, uh, the, the voluntary, you know, uh, handing over the drugs. Now, if, if a child is found by police, say at a school or even, you know, outside school at nighttime or whatever, it's going to follow the same, the same method. We're going to bring them in. We're going to seize the child's cell phone because that's where they're using the apps to, to order this. And it's not, we're trying, we're not trying to punish the, the, the users. We're trying to find the dealers. So we'll seize the phone. We'll talk to the guardians or parents, have the parents come in. Um, we'll get consent for the phone. We'll, we'll get the data we need to extract the data and we'll do the same process. We'll, we'll release the child. We'll, we won't, we won't prosecute and we'll, we'll destroy the drugs. But of course, if they get caught again, you know, the, it's the one-time amnesty basically. Yeah. Um, and it's, and, uh, it's to try to keep the kids from, from, from getting a, a, a sentence as, as the, the, uh, the DA Luis Science had said, you know, it's it's like a tattoo that doesn't come off, you know, criminal history. So we're trying we're trying to prevent that to get these kids because a lot of kids are just doing it because their friends are doing it. They're not trying to shoot anybody or anything. It's just it's an easy drug to get. So you're hoping to get to the kids early and you know get them scared to see what the the consequences could be. But but then again, these second chances will only go so far. Yeah, correct. And these kids need to understand the 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 drugs, the THC. It's it's a felony. I mean, one vape is the same as a as a, as a as a small amount of cocaine. They 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 think it's just like normal marijuana. Like if we catch somebody with a with a small marijuana cigarette, it's a misdemeanor. The the, the THC oil is a felony, hmm. and they don't understand how severe that is. Deputy Chief, that's Jose Luis Garcia, Commander Harlingen PD. We're talking about a drug intervention program that's now up and running at HPD and Harlingen, a push from our mayor, Norma Sepulveda, for this. Deputy Chief Alfredo Alvear, back to you. Or uh, Tell me about um, the initial experience. Have you started the program? Or are you starting the program on a specific date? What's the plan right now with this, this yeah, approach? Well, in, in, informally, we had already been enforcing the law on some of these issues on the THC and the, the vapes. Uh, to date, just to give you an example, uh, this... this uh, this fiscal year, uh, or I'm sorry, this calendar year, January 1st to now, we have approximately 25 cases uh, that have been uh, generated from the schools. So 25 cases is almost one, almost one, uh, one every two days, wow. and that's those that we catch. Yeah, that's not counting the ones that we don't catch, right? Uh, but at the same time, you know, one of the things that we really want out of this is to make parents aware that you know uh and students aware that this is dangerous you know uh some of these vapes produce shortness of breath dizziness vomiting you know and it's sad to say that a lot of the products that are put together you know like as uh commander garcia mentioned you know they're coming from these these states that allow that have legalized uh, uh, uh these drugs Jeez. and so a lot of these these packet this packaging is it's colorful, and it's in, almost enticing to the, to our youth. Understood. The success um, of your youth safety and drug intervention unit sounds like it. Uh, part of it is dependent on, you know, participatory parents, which isn't always the case. And, and yes, and, and that's what, uh, like Commander Garcia mentioned right now, it's it's one of those uh, intervention programs where we want uh, the parents to know that we're here to help their children. Obviously, at one at some point, uh, they're going to be accountable. You know, we can't just keep slapping them in the hand and letting them go. But we're willing to work with them on the, uh, with. We're willing to work with these first timers, 
you know, and we also want to educate the, the youth and the parents because a lot of these, uh, I know uh, at the press conference that we had recently, you know, uh, one of the things that was mentioned is these vapes, these e-cigarettes, they look like pens. Some of them look like hard drives. You know, uh, they look like uh, memory sticks. And so a parent could probably walk into a room. like Not suspect they anything. Men- you know, they mentioned yeah. at the press conference and walk into the room and the parent might not even know what they're looking at. Understood. You know. All right. So we need to make parents aware and youth aware that this is a, a you know, it, it is a, a problem and that we're going to be addressing it. Gentlemen, call back. Uh, if you need more airtime on this, we'll be glad to give it to you and try to communicate to parents to keep a watchful eye on all this activity. It it's, um, seems to be very popular right now in the area. And then that's um, Alfredo Alviar. You heard from him, Deputy Chief, Harlingen PD. And big thank you as well to Commander José Luis Garcia. You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Taking my kids from school. From work to kids to running errands. Your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710 KURB. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Download the free app for 710KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710KURV only at Radio Parami. Download it. It's free. Our Edinburgh Mayor, Ramiro Garza, joining us again. I understand that some some folks in Austin will be sending you a check, the city a check, to help with with a flood uh, mitigation, some improvement projects. So what's the plan, Mayor? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, well, it's part of the uh, general land office. Uh, it was a grant that we applied for, and um, it's for our, we call our Chapin Pond. It's some... Uh, all our stormwater currently drains into that area through gravity only. So this will put some pumps and allow us to modernize it. And it's just going to help with drainage overall. So we're very grateful for that help. And uh, we're looking to put that money for good use. So. Now that you've had a chance to wrap your brain around all the uh, flooding issues and drainage issues for the city of Edinburgh, Masomeno's mayor, uh, ballpark figure, What's what would you think would be the price tag? for bringing everything up to speed, all drainage up to speed for Edinburgh? Well, it, I, I, <laughs> it'd be hard to even give you a ballpark figure, oh. uh, Sergio, because um, uh, it's going to take a lot more than that, right? Um, but, you know, um, uh, it, it's in the millions, okay? Uh, it, it's just there's continuous improvements that need to be made. Um, and my... Uh, my neighbors here, the cities, we've been working together, and, and any improvements we make helps them, and any improvements they make helps us, right? So it's a regional yeah. effort. But I will say if we all kind of do our part, uh, maybe it, it's reduced, right, what we all uh, need to do. But we're getting there. Uh, it, it, this this help from the general land office is going to go a long way. We just need to continue making those improvements. Well, as, as in all things, you, you have to take it a piecemeal, right, a bit at a time. What would you say the areas, uh, which areas of town, would be the 
the red spots, the priority areas. Okay, these are the areas we need to focus on first to bring everything up to speed, or maybe dig it some more. You know, dig some more of those retention ponds and things like that. Yeah. So this area that uh, we got the grant for is a big area because this is going to provide us uh, quite a bit of capacity, right? For drains, it's going to help uh, a big area. Our downtown is a, an area of focus for us, but the good news with that is there is a grant that uh, there's also in place from TxDOT to improve drainage and street improvements in our downtown. So that's looking to get started late this year. Um, that that's going to help greatly uh, with with that uh, with the flooding uh, that we've had in the past, some of the heavy floods that we've had. Um, and there's a handful of other areas that we're addressing. Um, there's probably half a dozen that the good news is that we're already under design and uh, planning to address, and we have the funds to do it. So, um, you know, drainage is a big issue, and um, you ask uh, folks what they're interested in. It's the streets. It's always drainage right mm-hmm. after that. Uh, so it's just improvements that we have to continue to make. Our mayor in Edinburgh, Armido Garza, joining us right now. Legislative agenda update. Uh, what do you hope to hear from lawmakers over the next several weeks? Well, you know, we're actually going out there uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going over this part of RGV Day. But we're focused uh, quite a bit on uh, economic development uh, opportunities. There's some uh, transportation mm-hmm. funding that, that we're seeking as well. Our airport is a big focus for us. Um, and then we're you know supporting uh, the legislative appropriation requests of our university. You know, University of Texas, Rogan Valley, it's a big um, economic engine in our city. It's uh, funded largely by the state, as you know, and so we're uh, uh, really pushing uh, for that. Uh, but, you know, there's always legislation that is filed that affects uh, what we do as a city. So a lot of this is also keeping tabs and making sure that, um, you know, we're not impacted in any negative way in our ability to serve our residents. State of Texas, because of the business culture, is just different. Some people describe it as more business friendly in the state of Texas. I suppose you could make the argument on, on certain fronts. But because of that and the way things are in California, up northeast and other Heavy union states as well. Texas seems that we get a lot of industry. Some low hang- there's there's low hanging fruit available for us to pick to continue to pick. And since you were a trendsetter and, and a leader in economic development, still have that mindset. Is there something that the state of Texas can help either with our economic cookie jar for the governor or other major projects to help us land something in aerospace or medicine or you know like you, these uh, solar panels and batteries that are being produced everywhere? We hear. Other communities across the nation landing big plants. I think Texas, I think the Valley could land some of that. We got the schools, we got the medical school, we have medical resources on the ground, and you know we, we can train in all these trades. Sure. So so absolutely, there's always something that could be done. I, I think two things. Number one, I think I'm not sure if that Texas Enterprise Fund is still in place, right? That's in place to help uh, provide funding when we're competing with other states uh, for areas. Uh, the other is workforce training. Um, I, I think there should be a big emphasis on that. Uh, I know we're prepared to do so locally, but we need the state's help too. Um, and our local workforce boards do a great job with that. Uh, we just need to provide more customized training, I believe. And if we're able to do so in those industries that are emerging, um, I think that'll make us even that much more competitive. So I think those are two things that could be done. Um, I think the you're right. I mean, the opportunities are there. We just need to, uh, you know, work together with the state 
and ensure that uh, we also get a share of those opportunities. Yeah, I think now more than ever, we finally have the resources on the ground, especially when it comes to education. And we have complementary industry nearby. I think it'd be a lot easier for economic development chiefs to, with maybe the, the help of the state of Texas, to land some Correct. big plant down here. Ramiro Garza, or mayor in Edinburgh. And I want to get uh, your comments real quick on something I know you're looking at all the time, because, of course, it helps with the with a piggy bank over at City Hall. Sales tax numbers, man, they've been really strong for uh, for several months now. And just want to get your quick thoughts on what you're seeing, even ahead, staying ahead of the inflation number, the sales tax number, the collection number for the city, city of Edinburgh. Yeah, so we were up, uh, I think, about 9% uh, this last month, uh, or at least uh, this month that was reported for December. Uh, very strong. Uh, that, that's quite a bit. The sales tax returns that we're getting are the highest uh, I've ever seen ever since I was uh, the head of economic development at the city. And um, I, it, it's, I, I see it continued, maybe not as as high as we had a double digit increase year to year from 22 to 21. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll be there, but we'll be really close to that in my estimation this year. Um, I, you know, a lot of a lot of it uh, has to do with a lot of retail shopping activity, and you know, people's habits change during after the pandemic, and they're staying closer to home. Maybe they're going to restaurants and things that perhaps before they they drove farther. Um, that's impacting everybody's sales tax. You know, their own local communities. Um, the other thing that I don't know a lot of people think about is construction. You know, still a lot of construction taking place, and. You know, there's uh, all those materials are taxable. You know, we have Lowe's, we have McCoy's, we have uh, Los Pinos Hardware Store in Edinburgh. Just to cite as an example, um, you ask them, I mean, there's just an unprecedented amount of activity. It's a lot of sales tax and those materials. And um, a lot of uh, workers in the construction industry in our city, I mean, we have over okay. 60 subdivisions taking place. Um, how many? So how many what? subdivisions? They, how many you got working? Over sixty. Oh, still 60 over sixty. Subdivisions. Wow. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, and so um, my point is that I mean, all those construction workers, right? They all have to eat. They all have to, you know, uh, perhaps get um, buy something here in our city, and we have a lot of activity in our city, and, and I think that's what's helping also with uh, some of this sales tax activity. Did you do the state of the city thing already? Or you got that? So coming that's up? coming up on okay. yes, sir. That's coming up on May 9th. Uh, excuse me, March ninth. Uh, and uh, yeah, invite the public. It's free and open to the public. It's in the evening at six o'clock at the uh, Edinburgh Conference Center. All right, and heads up, Fiesta Edinburgh, right? Early March as well. The big celebration. Uh, yes, sir. It's a week before that. It'll be the uh, uh, starts the second uh, on Thursday, March right. 2nd. It goes through uh, March 5th. Mayor, thanks for the update. Tomato Garrison, our mayor for Edinburgh on 710-KURV. News Talk 710-KURV. When news breaks, we break in. Break in. Breaking news. Stay alert and listen to the weather forecast. We need to be aware and alert to what's going on. Breaking news means it's happening now. And we mean now. Breaking news underway right now. Breaking news on News Talk 710-KURV means we're bringing you the news as it happens. In this particular instance, we are in receipt of information. When news breaks, we'll break in. Count on News Talk 710-KURV. KURV.com. 
You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. It's one of those conversations you need to have with kids, especially middle school and high school kids. It's that drug conversation. We've seen some headlines of late in the area, and we're bringing in Lieutenant Matt Jones, Special Investigations Unit Director with Brownsville PD. Lieutenant Jones, we appreciate your time this morning. Can can we start with um, a series of recent headlines? We've seen some of these kids get involved in some some of these drug-related crimes. Is there a perhaps a um, a link between all of these crimes? A similarity? A, a special message that we need to convey to parents this morning? Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, I would think that the the link that you would see there is is the commonality. There would just be their age. Um, a lot of times, juveniles are a lot more accessible to the criminal element, and they are, and because of their age, they're a lot more naive than, than the adults would be, so they're a little bit easier to accessible and a lot more impressionable. So if you're looking for a common link, that would probably be it. Um, criminals are wanting to take advantage of anything that they can and any avenue they can into getting their their business done, and, and a lot of times they'll focus on juveniles to get that done because mm-hmm. they're a little bit more impressionable. They want to fit in, so they 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 prey on that and they take advantage of it. Is motive is money the motive a motivation for these kids? Is that what's being promised to them, or what else is driving these kids to get involved in the recent spate? In in some instances, I would say yes, but the money that that we tend to see that they get is usually not a lot. So a lot of what they're wanting is they just want to fit in. Most teenagers have that go through that period in their lives where they want to fit in or they want to be seen, especially if they're, they're kids who are having a hard time socially. Um, they might just want somebody to, to, to be their friend or some or fit in and, and, and feel like they're important to somebody. And, and that'll be a lot of what they will try to access, the criminal element will try to access to get to that. They'll prey on that and they'll see what they can do to, to get them to feel like they're their friends and that they're accepted and, and, and that's their avenue into it. Drunk crimes usually lead to violence, and we've had uh, several reports now a few days of local kids getting involved. Our guest is Lieutenant Matt Jones, Special Investigations Unit Director at Brownsville PD. Yeah, Lieutenant Jones, Tim Sullivan here. It, yeah, we're seeing a lot of these teenagers apparently involved in uh, drug-related vaping crimes, and, and have those have led to shootings among these young kids. Can you detail, like for instance, in Harlingen and Santa Rosa, as we've seen in the, uh, just since the start of the year, can you detail what's going on there? Well, vaping is, is something that's really caught on as of late, and, and it's something that's a lot easier for kids to get. Um, vape cartridges and things of that nature can be ordered through the mail, and it's a lot easier for them to get. It's not as expensive as some of the other drugs would be, and, it, and because of that, uh, kids are, are taking part in that a lot more. And it's that state of mind that they get themselves into that when they're vaping, it, it has the same effects in, in most cases as, as some of the other drugs would have. So it alters their state of mind, and, it, and they, they do things that they would not normally do. So uh, because of that and because of that element, and it is a money-making process for the criminal element, there's going to be a certain amount of, if things go sideways, might tend to lead to violence or assaults and that nature. So uh, it's, it's something that, that is starting to spread out and become a little bit more prevalent in schools. So it's similar to what, uh, you know, adults would be involved in in terms of uh, drug dealing, uh, dealing with, you know, 
bundles of cocaine and trying to sell those or, or rip those off. Only now we're talking about younger kids and and vaping. Are are they vaping marijuana? Is, is that what part of it is? That that's exactly what it is. Oh, okay. It's, it's uh, the vaping cartridges that basically have THC in them, and they they have a higher content of THC. It's not like a CBD cartridge, which has lesser content and is more and is legal. Um, some states it is legal in, but in, in Texas it's not. So a lot of that stuff comes in through the mail, and, and they order it, and the kids sell it in school, they buy it, and, and then sell it to somebody else. So it does have a higher content of it. It is the same as smoking a regular marijuana cigarette, and, and, it, and it can be a little bit higher in concentration as far as THC is concerned. And because vaping is popular among youngsters, as you say, this is, this is why it's reached that young of an age. Yes, exactly. Um, because it's easier, it's not, I mean, you can conceal it a little bit easier. A vape cartridge goes into a vaping pen. And, I mean, a lot of times parents use vape pens as a way to try to quit smoking or to cut back on it. And regular means, not necessarily illegal. So those types of devices are, are easily accessible to kids and they can get hold of them. And, and the vape cartridges is just something they have to buy. They are selling them in, in the schools. And our schools need to be very much aware of that if they're not already. Any uh, any idea of how police departments should go about handling this? Uh, I noticed the Harlingen uh, Police Department created a special unit uh, targeting this crime. Intervention, yes. Um, they just need to work hand-in-hand with, lo- with their local schools and their local school department, police departments, if they have them. Um, if, if, if they don't... The, the local police departments need to work hand-in-hand with them to try to set up some sort of monitoring system and, and work with their respective canine units to come in and try to, to do some screenings and, and try to catch it. The, the nature of it is really hit and miss, really, because of the sheer number of students and the sheer number of uh, ways they can conceal these things. But not doing anything at all is not, accept- is not acceptable either. So they just have to partner with them and, and, and have some sort of an understanding that they come in and try to monitor and try to do whatever they can to, to mitigate these things. Without that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to grow out of control, and, and, and that's not something that's gonna, that you can tolerate. Lieutenant Matt Jones with Brownsville PD joining us. How young, when you say, when you say middle school, what ages, um, how young are, are we looking uh, at some of these um, young people involved? I've seen them as young as... 10, 12 years old, it, it, it really just depends on how accessible to these items that they are wow. um, and, and, and how, how present in their lives their parents are. Mm-hmm. As parents, sometimes, you know, the tendency is to want to be their friends, and that's great and all, but you also have to be present and you have to be a parent. You have to be monitoring your child and you have to be aware of what they're doing. If you see certain behaviors of theirs that are out of the ordinary and, and you start to see them start to be more secretive and things like that, you need to get involved. You need to find out what's going on and know who their friends are. You know, if, if their friends are into stuff, then chances are your, your child's going to be into stuff as well. And if you're not going to monitor that, then you increase the chances of something like that happen. Lieutenant Jones, uh, your neighbor, um, Tim mentioned, touched on this a bit, uh, Harlingen uh, PD Chief Mike Kester, uh, he was on the news talking about an intervention program. And, you know, these kids fall into this drug realm, drug drug crimes, drug incidents, and trying to help them get out, like first-time, second-time offenders, maybe. I'm just curious, does, does Brownsville PD, do other PDs in, in the area have intervention programs? And if so, like, how do they work? What, what's, the, uh, what's the approach? 
Um, we don't have a specific intervention program. We do partner with our with our BISD school uh, district police department, um, and we try to help and, and mitigate that. We do have information that we put out there, and uh, we try to inform the public and inform students of, of the dangers of these types of, of narcotics and things that they can get themselves into. Um, and then, of course, we try to partner with our local, state, and, and, and federal law enforcement partners as well to try to get as much done and be as proactive in these areas as we can be. Because at the end of the day, that's really all you can do. You've got to try to be as proactive as you can right. and, and get to the children before the criminal element does, or at least not long after. To try to keep these things from getting out of hand. Well, hope uh, this can spur a conversation between some some folks in the audience right now and some of the kids, all the way down to about age 10, 12, and, and up, all the way down to middle school. Thank you, Lieutenant, for your time. Lieutenant Matt Jones with Brownsville PD. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radiopotomy app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Download the free app for 710 KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710KURV only at Radio Parami. Download it. It's free. A few days back, our city manager at Brownsville, Helen Ramirez, said, hey, I got a big announcement coming up in just a few days. Put it on the calendar. And here it is. Got some new airline service at the Rio Grande Valley. So Helen Ramirez, our city manager for Brownsville. Let's start there, Helen, before we go to any other reports. So tell me about the new airline headed this way. Yeah, so really excited. Um, Avelo Airlines um, starts service. It's affordable, convenient. Airline will start service nonstop direct from Brownsville to Burbank Hollywood Airport, which is in Los Angeles, California, and also Orlando, Florida. Uh, also direct and nonstop two days a week. Mm-hmm. And so that starts on May 17th, and Brownsville's been waiting for this, and we really are community and our business community are both very excited about this um, new airline. You mentioned two days a week. So are are those days like closer to the weekend when people might be interested in going to Disneyland or Disney World? What do you think? When are the days that they fly? Sure. Yes. Um, And this is just to start. They'll adjust as they see demand. But uh, for now, that'll be Wednesday and Saturdays. Um, the great thing about even Burbank is that it's close to Universal Studios, so yeah. Hollywood area, northwestern um, Los Angeles. And actually, it's a regional. They're both regional airports, so very easy to go in and out, particularly Burbank, where you can avoid the congestion of LAX. Helen Ramirez, our city manager for Brownsville, our guest. And Ms. Ramirez, Tim Sullivan here. Talk about how this airline operates. Uh, it's, it says it services mostly small market airports and found that Brownsville, South Padre Island International would be a good fit. Can you talk about that. 
Yes, what I like about this airport is very, you know, you talk to them and they're very entrepreneurial. Uh, right now their uh, their main network is the coast, so West Coast, California, East Coast, Florida. They go up, they serve up and down um, those coastlines. Uh, what's unique is that they're headquartered in Houston, Texas, so it's a local uh, company, Texan company, that has actually decided that Brownsville is strategically located uh, be you know between both coasts and uh, will be serving Texas for the first time. So we are very excited that the fact that they've chosen more of a regional airport. They believe there's efficiency in a smaller airport, as we all know. Uh, you don't have to wait as long. That's why the convenience factor. Um, the airlines itself, the plane, it's a larger plane, 737, so it's more convenient. We're in the Valley sometimes have the smaller plane, so there's more capacity. Um, and also, um, so it's very convenient. It's affordable. Um, so we're starting at $69 uh, one way to Orlando and wow. $89 one way to Burbank. <laughs> Um, and so, and yeah, there is luggage fees and those things. But what I would say, what I really like about this airline is, is if you have to change your date, there is no additional cost. And for me, having a family or a, being a business traveler yeah. uh, on behalf of the city, That's there's a big plus. always changes. Something always hangs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Something always happens. Yeah. Um, and so for me, the convenience you know, that stress of not having those extra fees for changing a date or what have you is just really convenient and a great way so, to travel. Saw some comments in the Brownsville Herald from, from your airport director that the new terminal played a very crucial role in getting Evolo Airlines here. Can you explain that? Yes. Um, it's the capacity of the terminal. So the old terminal um, pretty much was at capacity with United and American Airlines. As you know, we go to the super hubs of Dallas and Houston. We currently do that. However, um, we, were, we were not able to grow with that airport. The new airport um, that was completed in January of 20, January, February 2021 really allowed us the, to double our capacity. So for Avello, when it looked at our operations and whether we were capacitated to, to fit this airline and their new plane, their plane, they actually, which they consider the next generation airplane, um, they said it was very easy. It was not a difficult decision. Um, what I like, what Tim, Travis Christ, the head of marketing for Avello says, you know, Brownsville is a very supportive local community and a growing and vibrant business community. So they recognize that there's the tourist traveler, right, and the leisure traveler and the business traveler here. They want to capture both. Well, this is the first time that uh, the airport would be able to take in 737s. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. This is the first time that we, we take on 737. So we're it's just, you know, it's wider. We really deserve this. I mean, I always go back that. And I like the fact that it's affordable because our community is able to travel. Right now, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I did, uh, now it was during Christmas, I almost paid 700 to $800 round trip during the, the holiday season, but to go to Los Angeles and, and go to LAX, plus I had a, I had a one-stop. So now um, the, afford the affordability of, you know, our 
families, our communities to experience Orlando and go to Disney, just, you know, or the Space Coast Florida. Also, Space Coast Florida, come visit wow. Starbase, come visit Brownsville, come visit our downtown in Texas. Um, for me, it's just being the, the, the center. We can possibly become a hub. And the, also the Matamoros, capturing the Matamoros, Monterrey, as you know, many people from Monterrey and Mexico vacation in South Pedro Island uh, and in Brownsville. So they're, they're actually capturing some of that uh, population. So, I, you know, the capture area is incredible here. Helen Ramirez, our city manager from Brownsville. We have a new airline, Avello, and it will be starting up May 17th. Give us direct shot, you know, nonstop connection to Burbank in California and go to Disneyland or go, just go see the site. Orlando as well. The, st- the service starts two days a week. Uh, the You mentioned rates at, what, $69, $89 per ticket. Uh, that's you know, excluding all you know, luggage fees or carry-on fees or whatever it is that, that they charge. Is that an introductory rate uh, or just for a limited time or is that the standard fare, the starting fare right. to, to connect? Yeah, and, and it'll, thank you. That's a great question. First of all, those are one way. So if you if you're around weight, if it's a round trip ticket, yeah. you double that price. Um, and also, what I would say, it is introductory um, until May, I believe. You can look at the uh, Avello Air um, their website uh, to confirm. And like I said, I think they they're they're affordable airlines. So even if it does go up, it's still their mo is to be affordable. So it's not going to be um, the higher legacy airline cost. Um, and so um, I would say you can book your flight now for summer. Do it now. Don't wait. And that way you get the yeah, great introductory price. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for summer, you know, I know a lot of us are thinking, you know, um, either spring break or summertime or what have you. I mean, I would book it now. Um, don't uh, you can book it uh, now? We're already on there, and so very excited that uh, that we can um, just go enjoy uh, the, both coastlines and and really have those memorable moments with our family and friends. What a great opportunity for, of course, Brownsville, our city, but also South Padre to to mm-hmm. market South Padre. Come to Texas. Come to South Padre. Escape to Texas for a few days to market ourselves to Orlando, families in Orlando and California to head this way. And with all the savings, my goodness, just tell the kids, what, what wear three or four layers of clothing, take some Pop-Tarts with you, and you can avoid all the luggage fees and carry-on fees on the airline and go see Mickey Mouse or anything else in those markets. We have so much else to talk about. Congratulations on landing the Games of Texas, by the way, for this summer. Huge economic event. Uh, we got a conversation with Manny Chacon. Who's, uh, he's the director of Convention Visitors Bureau. Uh, we'll share that uh, later in the program. Thank you, Helen. Congratulations. Our city manager for Brownsville, Helen Damides. You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Picking up my kids from school. From work to kids. To running errands. Your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news. And to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710 KURB.
You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. El primo, Jorge Sanchez, McAllen okay. Chamber of Commerce, joining us right now. I was hoping, Jorge, that maybe you can give me a bit more information from the Chamber's perspective. I've had a tough time getting a hold of Josh, getting him on, back on air. We used to talk all the time when he was in Brownsville, but now he's chief at, at the Chamber. Uh, he's um, drowning in work. So I noticed that he's been doing CEO chats on a regular basis, and I was hoping that maybe you could expand on that and how regular that would be and what the goal is with these CEO conversations that he's having, these workshops. Yeah, um, I know that he wants to do this every three months, I believe. Um, the next one is actually scheduled for February 28th okay. uh, from 9 to 10 a.m. at uh, South Texas Health Systems. And it's just to to have an open conversation to see what are the issues in our community, to see how we as a McAllen Chamber can jump in and help. Is this open to area leadership CEOs or is it just for chamber membership for the McAllen Chamber? I believe this is open to anyone, um, although space is limited. So I would encourage you to to register. Yeah, the table I saw last time had about 12 people there. Is that pretty much mm. what you're limited to, about a dozen folks or, or, or more? Yeah, I think we are limited to the capacity of the room. Okay. Unfortunately, I was not able to be there last time, but I believe the limit is around sure. 20 or so. If a local CEO would like to participate in this McAllen Chamber of Commerce conversation with CEOs and the McAllen Chamber president uh, over at South Texas Health System, you said it's going February 28th, you said, is the next conversation. Uh, how do they register? How do they, how do they get a hold of you for this? They can call uh, Ariela at 956 2871 to register for this. Event. You were breaking up there. Give me the number one more time, Jorge. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 956-682-2871 with Mariela Hinojosa. 10-4. Let me ask you something else. A quick reaction from the chamber as a, as a result of losing Aromar and the daily nonstop connection to Mexico City. I, I had heard from the airport for the longest time that this was, that had become a direct connection for shoppers. Mexico City come, coming over here, and well, it's beyond our control. Automat had to call it quits. Uh, is there, you know, what would be the reaction? What would you say is the reaction from the chamber's perspective to how we market or what we can do to maybe try to reconnect direct with Mexico City? Yeah, I know that the McAllen Airport is is doing daily efforts to increase connectivity from Mexico to McAllen. Unfortunately, we lost this partnership that we thought was primal for for the connection, especially to Mexico City. Um, but I know that uh, more plans are coming in regards to connectivity um, for for Mexico specifically. So hopefully, uh, the McAllen Airport can bring some sort of yeah. um, new partnership to increase that connectivity, especially to city of of Mexico and, and Guadalajara and Monterrey, which are the, the prime markets that we're looking at. I, I wanted to get the, the Chamber's reaction real quick to the good news we got a few days back that it was one of these small leagues, like little kid leagues in uh, football or baseball. I think we're going to be hosting a championship here in the in, in McAllen. That's going to fill up uh, hotels, motels. What can you tell me about that landing, that big uh, get-together? on the sports side? 
Yeah, well, we are constantly focusing our efforts in, in tourism, specifically in sports tourism. And what we have found out is that whenever we invite kids or the youth, uh, they typically come with their parents, their siblings, their oh, yeah. <laughs> family. Yeah, so it's it's a good deal for us uh, that other families get to experience the valley as a whole and to spend here, shop local, and to eat in our restaurant. So yeah. the economic impact that we have through this type of events, it's huge. Um, I know that this weekend something was happening. Uh, I don't remember the exact name, but this is every other weekend we have some sort of sports tournament in the city of McAllen. So, yeah, this is a, a an effort that we are focusing. And with the Games of Texas coming back to the Valley at Brownsville, that's a whopper of an event. I would imagine that we're probably going to get some business as well at the local hotels and shopping with people staying all the way over here to participate in the Games of Texas in Brownsville. is. Do you think McCown is going to get some of those games as well? Maybe some of those tournaments on this side? It's a lot of different games that need to be played, and we have a lot of fields out here. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, top-of-the-notch quality fields here, and we have hosted the, the games of Texas before, so we know um, how to take care of, of this uh, event in particular. Although it's in, it's in Bronzeville this time, um, the overflow of people that are coming to this yeah. type of events is is amazing, and and not only McAllen will benefit from this, but Edinburgh, Far, Harlingen, and all the cities from our yeah. region. Um, we don't have a control on how much people we have we are going to receive, but um, I'm sure this will this will have a ripple effect in our in the valley. Jorge Sanchez with the McAllen Chamber. There is a synergy, though, right, George? I mean, we're we're working with. Brownsville to to see if we can get some of those games over here and uh, and host some of those families over here as well because it, it I, I, there's so many different sports that that need to be played so many tournaments that need to be played I would imagine that uh, coordination with Brownsville is taking place to at least host some of those on our side. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot of events happening. It's it's golf, it's pickleball, soccer, swimming, tennis. So. Um, a city alone itself, I don't think will be able to host an event of this magnitude. But if we're able to collaborate with Bronzeville and other cities, I'm sure we can put a, a good show for them. And what I mentioned earlier, I went looking, I had the information here. It's the World Champions of uh, Pony Girls Softball. It's uh, the tournament mm. uh, coming down here for McCown McCown hosting. That's just part of the, the benefit that we get from having all these different sports fields in the area. Anything else you want to mention from the chamber before I let you go, George? I think that's pretty much it. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for the call, Jorge, Jorge Sanchez from the McAllen Chamber of Commerce. This is the only radio station in the Rio Grande Valley for the news and information you need to know. We are News Talk 710KURV. Discover our Facebook page, 710KURV, also Twitter. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and my email is sergio at kurv.com. Thank you for listening. The News Talk 710-KURV. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. 
stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV.